Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shudim and Zhang show. It is episode uh, 30. In this episode, we will be breaking down, well, not breaking down, but talking about the NBA Finals, uh, giving our reactions, uh, talking about the Bucks, uh, what went wrong with the Suns. Uh, and then after that, we're going to go into the NHL trade frenzy that's been going on uh, just after the NHL draft. Uh, but first, before that, as always, this episode is brought to you by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NBA while you're watching your favorite teams and watch you uh, watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as bonus, so get Hot Streak Fantasy app. Now, obviously, the NBA Finals are over. However, the app is expanding. Uh, it's going to move into the MLB and NFL really soon. So make sure to download that app if you're uh, a, a sports fan of any of those uh, leagues. But um, as always, before we get into the episode, roll it! Ladies and Joe, welcome back to the Shim and Zhang show. It is episode 30 of uh, the Shim and Zhang show. Eric, last week... We were still going, trying to determine who was going to win the NBA Finals. Um, we were talking a little Seattle expansion. However, this, and we were saying last week that next week would be busy, that the NBA Finals would be over. The Seattle expansion happened. Yeah. Uh, the draft happened. And now there's this frenzy going on of trades afterwards. So we're going to dive in and talk about, I guess we could talk about. You know what happened in the NHL the past week with the crack and all that. But first, let's get the NBA out of the way. Going to the uh, talking about the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA championship, Bucks and six, like the fans were chanting. Eric, we both took the Suns. Uh, we thought it was going seven games. I originally had Milwaukee. I said early, early. I said if Milwaukee made it to the finals, that they would win. Uh, this is after they beat uh, Brooklyn, I think. And then for some reason, I shifted courses and took the Suns and Milwaukee won. So I guess that's just karma hitting me back. But um, let's see what happened. Well, let's talk about what happened in yeah. the NBA Finals. The the Bucks, obviously Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis, they played really well, all three of them, together near the end to close out games. Uh, the Suns uh, it just wasn't there where um, Booker and Chris, Chris Paul didn't really play his best basketball near the end, uh, turned a lot of balls over, and Booker ha was having trouble uh, finding success. That was the main thing. Like, team near the end. It was like Booker, Chris Paul, they showed up, but like not as much as they should have. And on the other side, like it's literally just Giannis showed up every single game. Yep. Like, literally every single game he went off, which is what they needed. And... Um, that is literally just Giannis. Giannis is the reason why Milwaukee won. Like, you can go, oh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, but those are the, like, Giannis, like, realistically doesn't even have a good number two option. Like, Chris Middleton, he's, he wasn't even that, like, like, usually, like, a good, like, every uh, championship team has a good number two option. Like, Giannis doesn't even have that yet. Like, so. Good argument to like, be made. Yeah, fair. You like Chris Middleton is good, but like you can't you can't be a Kyle Kuzma than Michael Jordan next game. Like you need that consistency sometimes, and especially if you want to be the second best player on, on a championship team, like you have to perform. He performed. He had his ups ups and down, but uh, man, Giannis, I'm so happy for Giannis. Um, yep. like even in the beginning of the series, we said like this this was gonna be a really tight series. Italy could have gone either way. I thought it was gonna go to Game Seven because that's how tight I thought this series was. I like 
I expected Chris Paul to elevate his game even more. He didn't do that really. Like he didn't really pull up in the clutch like he usually does. Yeah. And um, Giannis made his free throws in the last game too, which <laughs> really affected yeah. the game like yeah. majorly. We were watching that game. I remember Giannis like he he didn't miss a single free throw, which is rid- or he he missed one, but like or which was ridiculous. I don't yeah. know how that happened. So I just want to congratulate Giannis. You know. Yep. You know how he, bro, his journey, his path to the NBA, everything, his story is like, man, this guy came from nothing, joins the NBA, like, still, he still has nothing, and then just, gr- like, his leisure is hard work, like, oh, you can be like, oh, he's seven foot, but like, bro, there's so many seven foot, this guy, the dedication he put into the sport, and like, not even leaving the t- Milwaukee, like, he didn't even leave Milwaukee, he's like, okay, I'm gonna do it here in Milwaukee, I'm gonna do it on my own, and um, he made it happen, so... Yeah, a lot of people are discrediting the Milwaukee win, obviously uh, saying that the best players in the other conferences were injured. I think they're talking about you know LeBron and AD, and if they were healthy, they probably would have won. And so a lot of people are discrediting, which is kind of ridiculous, right? Because yeah. it's hard enough to win an NBA championship exactly. uh, and then get, you know, let alone you win it. And people are discrediting because the best players at the time were injured in the other conferences. Yeah. I mean, man, they still beat the Nets, who people had as the NBA championship. Yeah. James Harden was still healthy. Uh, Kevin Durant was still healthy. And then they go and beat the the tough, you know, a tough team of the Suns. Good defense, great offense. It just, you know, DeAndre Ayton also we could talk about didn't didn't really pull up uh, near the end. Brook Lopez was really good defensively against him. I guess he quickly learned uh, those two games they lost. Uh, he adjusted. So, um, you know, but, not what we had, but, but yeah. look, you, you can talk about injuries all day, but that's literally the NBA playoffs. It happens all the time. Obviously this year, maybe a bit like higher, a higher level, but like, don't forget like Toronto when they won yeah, Warriors, yeah. like oh, yeah. Warriors, that was in the finals too. Like Warriors team, like the whole, t- like Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, they all got like their two biggest stars. At least Milwaukee this season, like Suns had their full team, like Suns didn't have anyone injured and Suns deserve to be in the finals realistically. Like, Okay, they beat LA a, a bit beaten up, but they still beat LA. Like that was yeah. rid- that was a good win. Their Suns were the better team in that series. Swept they the go and swept the Nuggets. Obviously, Jamal Murray, but they still swept the Nuggets. And the Nuggets just beat Damian Lillard and uh, the Portland Trailblazers cleanly too. And then goes in the conference final. They beat Clippers. Obviously, Kawhi is injured, but you, you, like Suns are a really good team, and they deserve to be in the finals. And yeah. Milwaukee deserve to be in the finals too, and they won. So like. You can discredit, but it happens all the time. Like, like you, you can't just like. I feel like a lot of people would like to discredit Giannis, just because oh they're always like always. Oh, for some reason, people don't never really give Giannis the full credit. Like this guy's a two-time MVP, the Finals MVP now, championship. Yeah. Uh, what did he just one, become the first of? He's like the first um, to win MI, uh, most improved player. Yeah, most improved player, MVP, defensive player, defensive player of the year, M- Finals MVP, MVP finals. championship. Something like that, which yeah, it was something which, crazy. It was like the first ever to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he 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 like he worked hard. Like, bro, I like I like, and he's a great person too. Like everyone, like I, I don't. Yeah. Know, Did you see like, his Instagram ev- stories after? Yeah, everyone loves Giannis. Like I don't know. Like th- I've always loved Giannis. Like there's not like there's nothing bad to say about Giannis. You know, you just you just I just feel happy for Giannis for winning his chip, and um, he he's he thinks like he he might win more and like. Realistically, if he wins more and he keeps like he's twenty six, 
Yep. Michael Jordan, I think he was 28 when he first won his, his first one. Mm-hmm. Giannis is 26, already two times MVP. He's already a defense player of the year. Like, hey, he might be top 10 all the time one day, but uh, it might happen realistically. What about really... power forward? Best power forward? Uh, right now, I'd say he's either second or third. So it's hard to say because he, he he might never catch up to Tim, Tim Duncan. Tim mm-hmm. Duncan is uh, on another level. Because Tim Duncan literally did what Giannis did, but times five. So yeah. that's but on the other side, it's either um like for a second, it's either Dirk, Carl Malone, or Giannis right now for me. Like Dirk did exactly what Giannis did. He didn't leave and uh, he won in the finals and uh, against the Miami Heat team. So it's either Dirk, but Dirk doesn't have as many, like he doesn't have the MVPs like Giannis. Like he doesn't have the defense player of the years. And then Carl Malone, obviously, he doesn't have that one chip. He he doesn't have a single chip, right? So nope. that that holds Carl Malone back. So I'd say he's probably second or third right now. Well, yeah, like you said, still a lot of time to, yeah. time to uh, add on to that uh, that career accolades. Yeah. For trophies and um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next year. The NBA, a uh, lot of lot of players that missed last season are coming back. Uh, I know it'll be Clay Thompson uh, for the Golden State Warriors. They're going to be a different team next year, so um, we'll see Jamal Murray. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see when he comes back back for the Nuggets. So there, the NBA, uh, LeBron, AD are going to be back. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Nets. A lot of great questions, um, and we'll see how the league turns out next year. Because yeah, watch out for the Utah Jazz next season too. Oh my God, the Utah Jazz! Don't even talk about the Utah Jazz. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Until the Utah Jazz find a third player, third option besides like Mike Conley, then we could talk about the Utah Jazz. Until then, there's just another right. team. Just another, no, another. Uh, they're all talk, you know. Anyway. Don't worry, buddy. Keep talking. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. It looks like that's it for the NBA. We'll see. Yeah, with the free agency coming up and yeah. stuff like that. I know there's already um, trades going down in the NBA, but uh, we'll talk about that later on um, in the summer. But um, let's now move into the main thick of the episode. Uh, the big portion of it, of course, it's the NHL. Uh, last week we were talking about the Kraken. Yeah. Now we kind of know um, the team how it looks. Uh, they s- decide to take um, the opposite path of the Vegas Golden Knights, like I predicted. What we both said. Uh, I don't know what you said. Forget. No, we, no, we said they were going to go young. Yeah, they we went s- young. Um, their strongest aspect of their team right now is their decor. Clearly, they chose to have a, a good defensive system. Their forwards up front look a bit uh, questionable. Uh, Yanni Gord highlights some of their forwards on that list. Carey Price doesn't go to the crack, and he stays. I think everyone knew that was going to happen. Did I not say they were going to drop like, some AHL player? I said Vigeno, but like, really, like, Kale You Fleury, said Vigeno. Like, I know, Kale I know, Fleury I know. But, like, in my head, like, because I remember seeing Kel Fleury in the Laval Rockets, like, because obviously they're not going to drop, like, I don't know, like, usually expansion drafts, like, you don't really draft. Like if no, but yeah, you look at the Montreal guys. team, like I didn't really see anyone they draft, and I was like, okay, they're going to Laval Rockets. Like that's how it works. Oh yeah, Kale Fleury, young promising prospect. Yeah. Obviously, um, just didn't fit on the depth chart of the Canadians right now. Yeah. Currently, uh, with the big four and everything, they talk and Romanov coming up. Yeah. So um, Seattle, they pick up a young uh, defenseman in Kale Fleury. A lot of promising. They pick uh, him and his brother too, which is yeah, Hayden Fleury. 
which I thought, which I said, I think watch out him and Jake Bean. I said, watch out for, for Carolina. Uh, Yanni Gore gets picked from Tampa. They're gritty. You're probably fight. surprised with that one. Huh? I remember we were talking about, you were talking about his contract. So yeah. I just, I, I don't know. He's a good player. I like him. You know, he, he's a third, he's a, you know, he's a gritty player. He could score. Um, he's kind of, he's that checking forward out there. So you can create a good checking line around him that could do some damage, which they did in the playoffs. But yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, I just thought with the co- the direction they were taking and stuff. I mean, they have the cap, so why not take on his his contract and everything? Uh, it could work out for you in the end. But I just thought Matthew Joseph, the, he was younger. You know, mm. I thought that's what they would go with. But uh, they take uh, Yanni Gore. Who else? I'm trying to think. They take Giordano. Some yeah, Calgary. Don Scoy. Don Scoy was a really good you pick. Know, I'm like trying that. to think of their decor. Like they picked Vince Dunn, who was an Vince RFA. Dunn, RFA, who they're gonna sign. Uh, like if you think about it, they got a lot of i was yeah. looking at the list they have a lot of rfas like most yeah. of the team like they have a lot of rfas i was very surprised just so. the one thing i didn't like from ron francis was first of all there was a lot of picks that were questionable and he should have yeah. gone other ways for sure i'm just i can't think of them at the on the top of my head but i did not see a lot of trades from the kraken yeah. Like I saw with George McPhee in the Vegas School Knights, like he took advantage. Oh yeah, of teams' bad cap situations, and then was able to get assets out of it. And I didn't see Seattle do that at all, really. But they yeah. could have done it this year too. They could have. The cap they is even worse than before. Oh, yeah. like, like, we'll get into Car- uh, or not Carolina. Uh, what Arizona's doing? They're becoming the the cap eaters, right? Uh, that's something I thought that Seattle was going to jump on during the expansion draft. Like I saw, remember with Vegas, it was like, yeah. uh, they got first rounder from the Jets to not draft this guy. They got Riley Smith uh, from the Panthers, you know, for, and, and there were other things. Um, but I didn't see that. I didn't see them take advantage. So I was kind of um, not disappointed because I don't really care. It's not my team, yeah. but surprised. I was kind of surprised. I, I didn't think they took advantage like they could have. But look how much cap they have now, like. You can do so well. They have a lot of RFAs, that's why. So they have a lot of RFAs. I don't see them going out and getting, you know, that you know, Dougie Hamilton. People are saying like that. I don't, I really doubt they go out and get Dougie Hamilton. Um, I don't think they want to put money into a big free agent, but maybe they have to because if some of the forwards on their team are like terrible, yeah. If Yanni yeah. Gore's your number one center, literally your franchise player right now, is Yanni he the number Gore. one? I forget the yeah, team and their picks, center. I forget their team picks. But yeah, they're for, I, I remember seeing that their forward group or their forward um, pairings yeah, are terrible, so, yeah. but their decor is actually pretty nice, yeah. better than a lot of teams in the NHL. Um, and their goalies, um, who they pick? They the picked uh, Dreger. They signed and Vanacek. And um, did they pick a third? They picked a third. Who's their backup? Uh, I don't know. Oh my god, because they um, didn't take um, what's his face, the guy I wanted them to take. Kakinen. They oh, didn't take Kakinen. They didn't take Kakinen. Who they take though? Oh, I remember. They took Vanacek, Chris Dreger, and somebody else. Um, no idea. Oh. But I have, anyway, I have it wasn't wrong. like it, it was no one that was going to push like Dreger for a starts or anything like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, there was some picks I thought like they should have gone this way, but they decided to go another way. Uh, but at the end of the day. They, you know, they 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 go a complete opposite way of the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll see how their team builds throughout the years. As we know, Vegas started off hot like they are right yeah. now. Eventually, there's going to be a huge decline with them uh, as that core gets older. 
And now we'll see with Seattle how long it takes for them to build a contending team. Yeah, but look at Seattle. Like, they have like Jordan Ebley, Yan York, and um, oh, yeah, Jordan Ebley. Uh, Yanni uh, Gore, first line. Yeah. It's not a bad first line. Mm-hmm. Appleton. Yeah, Jared that's McCann. a nice pick. Bro, for Jared some McCann, reason, yeah. I, I like Jared McCann. He's my guy. Uh, Jonas Donskoy. They got Brendan Tanev, which who's a really reliable forward. Yeah. Uh, Maple. Uh, Don't know why Pittsburgh let him go. Yeah. Don't know. But Appleton was pretty. It was a pretty like Jake, Jason Appleton was pretty obvious. Yeah. Jake, Jake was like, oh yeah, they're taking. Appleton. Yeah. Like, come on. But yeah. Other than that, who who else? That's it. Nathan who's Bastian. Their, who's their decor? Yeah. So it's Mark Giordano, Alexiak, Vince Alexiak, Dunn, yeah, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Adam Larson, uh, Carson Susi, and Hayden Fleury. Not terrible. I was like, uh, that's better. And their goalies? Uh, Trigger. Chris Trigger, Vanacek, and I, I can't see the other one. I'm trying to look for him. Oh, there's not a, Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, they're going to suck to start. Uh, there's going to be guys that they could try and flip at the deadline, like Mark Giordano, who knows. Uh, he's got one year left, I think, on his deal or something. Oh, yeah. First of all, they didn't take Tarasenko, which yeah. they elected to go with Vince Dunn. Really Fair, weird. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that, that's a guy that, like, will never like who knows what the best available player is going to be next expansion draft you know fair Sanko, Dunn, like, don't sleep on yeah, vince dunn vince, I know vince that, is but, a really good reliable defenseman but you had the chance to pick vladimir tarasenko who has two years left at a seven and a half million dollar deal you can afford him so why not what's the worst thing that happens Oh, you, you, what's the worst thing that happens? You, he does, uh, you, you don't tr- like, you let him walk in two years when you don't, you, if you don't trade him or anything like that. Or you That's go with Vince thing. Dunn, who's like 24. Yeah, but, or like, you lock, you lock up Tarasenko or you trade him for, um, I don't know. I felt like Tarasenko was a, was the pick there. Okay. Um, and then Landeskog was UFA. Don't think they wanted to resign him. So, no. of course, they let him, uh, stay. Carey Price stays with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, his knee, sur- knee surgery, whatever you want to call that, uh, that sudden injury scare. Well, you know, he, went un- he underwent knee surgery. He'll be uh, ready for training camp. Love that by Carey. Totally finessed the Seattle Kraken. And um, who else? Yeah, whatever. That team's going to be interesting to watch next year. I'm excited. Okay, so their goal, so their goal is they got Joy Decard from. Uh, oh yeah, from Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, so like no one's gonna push Streeter for starts. Yeah, exactly. for starts. I'm saying starts now. But Vanacek uh, still starts. like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 season yeah. he was still pretty good. I thought Kakin. I didn't understand though. Whatever. Why not? Then you have uh, you get the pick from one of them eventually. Exactly. Anyway, uh, the Seattle expansion draft happens. The NHL draft happen. Now um, we can talk about all the NHL trade frenzy that's going on right now. Yo, it's fun uh, right now. I love because it. I, yeah, because now you see teams that are trading uh, players, you know, clear up cap, whatever, and there's some nice deals that are pretty one-sided, and we'll go through them. Yeah. I took some of the major deals because there's a lot of deals I was yeah. talking about of players going to teams for cap, uh, to save cap, so whatever. But we see that, we'll see some big trades like that here. But there's other ones like Anton Strawman, whatever, or anything like that. I didn't keep it. So first trade I saw or I wrote down was um, one of the biggest ones, I think. Uh, and the earliest one was the Vancouver and Coyotes. They traded. Um, wow. This was Oliver Ekman Larson going to Vancouver and Connor Garland. 
And Coyotes pick up Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, the first round pick that became Dylan Gunther, a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 seventh rounder. So, like I said, the Coyotes are um, using their cap situation to their advantage. They're picking up uh, bad contracts and getting assets. And Vancouver, this one's a bit puzzling, Eric. Very kind of puzzling. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. They get Oliver Ekman Larson. They get Connor Garland, uh, which is good. I like Connor Garland. They re-signed him too. I think he's going to be a good player for them uh, in Vancouver. However, Oliver Ekman Larson is very much declining in his career. His underlying numbers are declining. His uh, offensive numbers are declining. He carries a six-year deal at $7.26 million a year. And I don't know. At first, thank, or, um, at first, Jim Benning put himself in a good situation, getting, ring of, getting rid of Jay Beagle, Erickson, Antoine Roussel, who all have one year left. Uh, they all have, they're all overpaid, but all have one year left, so it's not bad for the Coyotes. However, yeah. Vancouver, they're trading them. Their cap situation looked good. Um, you know, that they could use to re-sign this young core that they have and contend, and then they add Oliver ekman Larson, who just kind of takes away that free space that they just got because he has a pretty hefty 7.26 for still six more seasons. Well, don't so forget, think, they, reti- they retain some money. Well, too, yeah, they retain 12%. Yeah, exactly. 12%. Um, you can do the math on that. Obviously, it's not 7.26. It was Whatever. 8.25. I have it right here. Yeah. Origin- so, Wait, so it was originally 8.25? Yeah, but then they retain 990K. Is that what it? Okay. So, yeah, 7.26, still a lot. Still a lot. I still, it's going to really affect them down the road when all these young guys on their team become free agents, I really think. So, I don't know. At first, it might look good. Ooh, Oliver Ekman Larson, shiny. And then you might ask yourself, like, Oliver Ekman Larson, why did they draft it? Why did they get this guy? I mean, his, his defensive numbers are declining. And you already have the power play guy in Quinn Hughes on the power play to quarterback it. Because, you know, that's what Ekman Larson does pretty well is quarterbacking power plays and stuff like that. But you already have a guy like that. So, I don't know. It's just, you know, it might make them better at first. But don't forget, um, he's, one of the most, he's been one of the most consistent defenders over the like last like six, seven years. He's always, like, he's 40 points, but now pretty he's not, good yeah, defensively. But not anymore. His numbers yeah, are declining a bit. And he still has six years. It's kind of tough. Like, uh, I feel like Coyotes, they're going in completely other direction. They're kind of, like, kind of trying to rebuild right now. They, yeah. And they they got that ninth overall pick. Dylan which, Gunther, who's really, really good. Yeah. Who could have been a top yeah. three pick, they're saying, people. Yeah. So but don't forget, so like Vancouver, all like, but don't forget, yo, this is the same team that signed Louis Erickson to that terrible, like, and now they're just yeah. getting let, that was such a bad contract. Now you, oh. Yeah, but l- listen, they find, but Lou Erickson was one year left. Yeah, he has one year left. But I'm just saying, like, so, before that, like, what, yeah. they had him for, like, five years. Oh, my God. Jim Benning's terrible when it comes to UFA signings. Yeah. He's great at drafting. He makes pretty solid trades. He's been terrible, though, signing free agents. His RFA signing has been yeah. pretty good. And, you know, Connor Garland's good. I just don't think it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's still worth taking on Oliver Ekman Larson's big deal. Okay, it's going to hurt them. I guarantee you it's going to hurt them. Fans are going to be regretting this trade, but at first it might, it might help them. might be better to contend. I think that's what they're hoping for. But to get a guy like Oliver Ekman Larson for six more years, I don't know. But how often do we see that? Like these, like kind of like Weber, like because like they're starting to get older and they get signed to these like eight big contracts. And 
it almost never really like, you can tell about I know Ryan Suter is probably well, an when he signed Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, pretty like I think it was like one or two. It was pretty recent. It wasn't that long. Ago. It wasn't that long. Ago. I think he was on an eight-year contract, so it was probably two years ago. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and like, yeah, two years and, is a lot, though. Like, yeah, but how still, Arizona like, signed him two years, and it's already a bad contract. Weber too. Like, well, Weber, everyone like you could tell it's going to be. A bad but yeah, contract. because like too the bad. cap, the yeah. cap space with all like the the cap constraints and stuff is uh, in the NHL, and um, staying under the cap and stuff like that, taking on big contracts is like could hurt your team. One big contract will hit the future yeah. of your team down the road. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's great for the Coyotes um, because they're being smart with their situation and they're taking advantage. Vancouver, I don't know. I give the Coyotes the win on this, uh, this trade okay. for me. Um, that's, uh, that's what I think. So uh, moving down, the next, uh, the Blues and the Rangers. Rangers try and free up cap space. They trade Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, to the St. Louis Blues for Sammy Blay, 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 yeah. Blay, and a second rounder next season, 2022. So clearly, uh, right, bit of, this is a bit of a one-sided one again. Rangers, they, uh, they're they tr- clearly trying to clear some cap space for yep. Jack Eichel. Uh, they trade one of their young, promising players, which was weird. 26 years old. He's an RFA, Pavel Buchnevich. Clearly, the Rangers didn't want to re-sign him. Um, he goes to St. Louis, resigns four years, five point eight million. So, good. yeah, I still That's think Pavel Buchnevich is gonna, you know, he's only send, uh, trending up right now, right? So exactly, young player still twenty six, five point eight, five point eight. He's only asked for five. Like this was a guy that was almost a point per game. Remember you you gave yep. you gave him to me in fans. Like this guy was killing it for me. Like he he put some numbers, and uh, to me he like he he kind of. Fit in like the, the the team that Rangers like you know Panarin Ryan Strom like yep Zibanejad is they're similar age group right so it's yeah kinda, young core it's kinda, so they go for Sammy Blay someone I don't know if you remember like it's always uh, shoes always threw him in every single yeah, trade yeah, yeah, Sammy yeah. Blay who wants Sammy Blay Sammy Blay whatever bottom six player for them exactly. for the Rangers the thing that makes zero sense is that clearly the Rangers are pretty much obviously trying to go for Jack Eichel trying to get a deal uh going and they're trying to clear up uh cap space but like that you wouldn't have to have traded pavel buchnevich yeah if you wanted eichel if you didn't overpay for barclay goudreau mm. because they yeah. traded for barclay goudreau yeah. just got him and signed him to like a six-year deal i forget what the aav is but it, they overpaid for him um so that's another big contract for a guy who you know thrived in tampa bay sure on a check-in line We'll see what happens in the Rangers, but yeah, just a puzzling move. You trade for Park- Barclay Goudreau. You say you want to go for Jack Eichel, then you sign this guy long term, and then you realize, oh crap, we have no cap space now. And down like the, our future um, UFAs and RFAs coming up, we can't sign them. So let's trade Pavel Buchnevich. I don't know. I think uh, the Rangers kind of messed up on this one. Um, but if you look at if you look at it like this, like I was seeing some of these trades, like. Buffalo's not even asking for that much for Eichel, who's like one of the superstars. Like, I was what are they asking tra- for? Like, I saw one of the trades that fell through. It was like um, I got rejected. Really? Yeah. It. W- I think it was. Um, I'm hearing the Buffalo ask for Eichel from Vegas is Smith, Peyton Krebs, Nick Hag, and a first rounder. What? Which is like, which is like to me, it sounds like nothing. Like Nick Krebs is like. Yeah, isn't he a young uh, promising uh, prospect? You know, you know, Peyton Krebs Peyton and then Krebs. Nick Hag. Yeah, Peyton and a first Krebs. round. Nick Hag is a young defenseman too. Yeah. But a first no, rounder. So and Riley Smith. 
Like to me, I would it, so do that. Like, like I don't know. I feel like I'd ask. Like I don't know. What, Eichel, yeah, man. I'm not a Vegas fan, but like, is that not a good trade? That's I know Payne yeah. Krebs is a young prospect, right? Yeah, a really yeah. good prospect. But man, it's not like like imagine you put Jack Eichel right away. You're throwing him on that first line with Max Pacioretty, yeah. Mark Stone. Like, don't, uh, like yeah, to, you lose Smith, but you just replace another right winger there. Yeah, to me, like Eichel is a ninety-point player. Every like oh in eighty-two, like ninety to hundred. Like, are you sure that's still, factual? Who's that like confirmed by? Is Ryan this Instagram? R- Ryan Kennedy. Ryan Kennedy. I don't know. You never trust a Kennedy. Nothing ever bad. Nothing ever good happens to the Kennedy. He's verified. He's verified. Verified. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. Anyway, um, if that's really what the asking price, and they decline well, that. I, I, Vegas? No, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the comments and everyone's like, "Yo, Ryan Kennedy, do we, we don't yeah, trust like, you? Do we trust Ryan? Kennedy? That's, that sounds insane. <laughs> that sounds like Vegas know, is an idiot. But to to me, even anything near that is still still sounds insane. Like I'd be asking. I doubt like, I that's like, the asking price. Oh my god, it's got to be insane. The asking price. I apparently there's a deal coming soon um, with okay. Jack Eichel, which is obviously going to happen. I figured it was going to happen a lot sooner. Um, I thought it was going to either happen on draft night or during these days. It hasn't happened yet. So, you know, they've been have they've almost had like a year now, Buffalo, to figure this out, figure out a trade partner. So um I'm heard I heard that Eichel's camp has um went public and say said that a deal is gonna happen soon in the near future. So well uh that's gonna be very interesting. See where yeah. he goes. I think he goes west, maybe LA. I don't know. I hear Boston's interested, New York now too. Uh, you know, every team is interested. Apparently, no, but you know, Montreal, like, like he's available. Yeah, I doubt that. That's all fairy dust. There's yeah. no chance. I do. I, first of all, what? Who's gonna go the other way? Nick Suzuki. I'm not yeah. trading Suzuki. No, I'm or not. Ca- it's Nick either Suzuki, Suzuki or Caulfield. I'll trade Cock and Emmy. Yeah, like I'm not trading Caulfield. I'm not trading Suzuki. That duo is gonna be insane. So I'm not. T- I'm not touching them for ten and whatever. Whatever he makes, ten and a half. I think Jack Eichel. That would just ruin your cap situation. I feel like anyway. Next trade, Panthers Sabers. Panthers oh, get yeah. Sam Reinhart from the Buffalo Sabers for a 2022 first rounder and Devin uh, Levi. Oh, Levy. Is, yeah, it's her boy. It's her boy from uh, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played uh, for Montreal, Team Canada, World Juniors. Yeah. Eric, this is puzzling for the Sabers. Obviously, I feel like they got an underwhelming return. I mean, you got a yeah. player like Sam Reinhart. Oh, yeah. Sam Reinhardt, this is great for the pan- great trade for the Don't Panthers. Don't forget he's an RFA. Don't forget he's an RFA though. Yeah, so what? He'll get signed, but it doesn't matter. I'm saying though, they could have got way more. I feel like um, is he an RFA? Yeah, he is. 100%. Sam Reinhardt. So yeah. I, anyway, because I'm seeing some of the stuff, some of the trades that have gone down, um, like the Flyers, what they got for Ristolainen, they got a lot more than they did for for Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, which which made no. I don't know. Sam Reinhardt's a great. He's gonna be a great top six forward for the Panthers. Exactly what they needed. He's still a good yeah. player. He's still like a sixty-five point player. I feel like oh yeah, sixty yeah, point yeah. player. Easy. Sam Reinhardt. Yeah. Easy, and obviously yeah. he was playing with Jack Eichel, and we'll see what happens. But you know, without Jack Eichel, he was producing. So, but how many times is Buffalo gonna rebuild? Like every year. They're rebuilding. Like, oh yeah, it's every year. Like, Jack Eichel's gonna get traded. They're gonna be stuck in another rebuild. Like, cause the thing is, yeah, right now Jack An exception, Eichel. Exception. A rebuild inside a yeah. rebuild. Jack Eichel is like what? He's like 24, 25. Sam Reinhardt was 25. 2015, so it's like, right? Yeah, so they're around 25. 
Like McDavid is 25. I know that. Yeah. So it's like, it's so weird because when they drafted Eichel, it was like, okay, the rebuild finally like starting. Now he's, what, seven, yeah. six years later, the rebuilding. This Remember our, our video on Buffalo? We literally made an entire video on Buffalo. Yeah, it's just shitting, shitting on, them. on them. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue. A, a rebuild inside a rebuild. Inception ridiculous. I mean, so Baffert, Dallin, and Levy, right now. Dallin, and now Owen Power too. Is he going back to Michigan or what? <laughs> Save himself a season. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um. You know they got what's his face, Dylan Cousins, who now will become their immediately oh, yeah. their best Cousins. player, not best player, but yeah, best promising player. Uh, they got middle stat. Middle stat's okay, but like, kind of hasn't really proven. Look how many first rounders they've gotten. They're all like top five, yep. top. Like they're all they get such high picks every every year, and you're like, it's oh, this is it. I don't know. Every time, well, if you're gonna fire a GM every year and fire a coach every yeah. year, it's gonna make it kind of hard, yeah. you know, when you don't give people some time. And obviously, there was, you know, they've had they made the right choices firing some people. But um, yeah, no, this is bad. It's bad in Buffalo. Terrible. Uh, not, they're not going to be competitive, the Sabres, at all next year and for the coming future once they trade Jack Eichel. So, oh, that's like a- when they trade for when, when they signed Taylor Hall, I mean, like they, they they started looking good. I was like, okay, this is a good one year. For yeah, me. but uh, come on, I I still didn't think them they were going to make the playoffs, Buffalo that year, because I was still okay. the toughest of it, one of the toughest divisions, but at least be competitive. Yeah. yeah. And now in the Atlantic, like there's no freaking chance they make the playoffs at all for years to come because you know that's just the management inception. Moving on, exactly. Flyers, Blue Jackets, one for one. Cam Atkinson, Yakovora, check going the other way. Yeah, I mean this is um, you know um, Flyers clearly want to you know save some cap space. They trade Jack- Yakovora, check who has three years still on, on an eight point two five deal. Cam Atkinson has four years, five and a, uh, five point eight million. They're both thirty-two. I guess you know we'll see how this trade plays. I guess you can give the Flyers the edge here because they get a player who um, has one year more and a cheaper deal. And Voracek goes to the Blue Jackets. Clearly, I think Blue Jackets are trying to find a winger for Line A. I'm guessing, or maybe this guy goes on the second line because Line A. Still haven't found his first line center. Yeah, you know Columbus still waiting to acquire that first line center. So who knows where Vorchek's going to go? Maybe the second line with Domi, maybe the first line uh, put him with Line A and that center. We'll see. He's a setup man. And he's a playmaker, Vorchek. So hopefully, um, this is going to keep Line A happy on the power play. But it's the end of an era for Vor- like. Oh Vorchek, yeah, Vorchek to me, he's uh, always Philly, been to me. To me, it's like he's always been a Philly guy. Like him and Giroux, it's like just Philly. So like, it's kind of sad to see him go. Yep. Um, you know, he, he, he has a big deal. I thought when I heard both heard they were 32, I was surprised. Yeah, I thought Vorchek was older. Cam Atkinson yeah. just popped off like what four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah but he's been, a league. Yeah. he's been in the league forever. So, uh, yeah, less uh, he has less money on his deal. So, Flyers they save about what two, uh, 2.4 million, I'd say. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. million on this deal or something. Yeah, I think I'm doing my math right. Yeah. So time will tell what happens. Hopefully Cam Atkinson playing with some good centermen in Philly. He can get his game going. And then Vorchek, you know, he can still play. 
no doubt in my mind. And uh, he'll get a lot of chance, opportunity in, uh, in Columbus to do that. Moving on, we stay with the Flyers and the Sabres again. Rasmus Ristolainen gets traded to the Philadelphia Flyers for Robert Hag, a 2021 first rounder and a 2023 second rounder back to the Sabres. See, now this is a trade I finally like by the Sabres. Yeah. Finally, a good trade by them. They actually get a good return for Ristolainen, who has only one year left on a $5.4 million deal. So they get a good return for a guy like Ristolainen, who has clearly underperformed now recently, still young, but has yeah. for now a couple of years now underperformed on a one-year deal only. So this is the type of thing I, I expected them to get for a player like Sam Reier, uh, Reinhardt. Robert Hag was playing third-line pairing in Philly. He's a reliable D-man, so he'll um, you know be Buffalo, one of Buffalo's top defenders probably maybe um, when it comes to playing defense because we'll see what Darlene does. They get a first rounder and a second rounder. Philly, they pick up Ristolainen and Ellis. That's their uh, the D they pick up. Listen, Ristolainen, still young. We'll see what kind of upside there is playing in Philadelphia. He is a two-time 40-point player, Ristolainen, right? So he could put the puck in the net. Obviously, now the couple seasons in Buffalo, he's struggled. His numbers defensively have been piss poor. So uh, well, I still like him, though, because he's a big defensive yeah. player. He's physical. Yeah. And um, and he's young. So, you know, still time. Hopefully the coaching staff, Alain Vignon, uh, whoever the, was it the defensive coach, Michelle Terry. No, it can't be. Oh, maybe. Uh, I'm maybe. not sure. But uh, we'll see what um, what happens there. Might come back and um, backfire because Robert Hag was a was a reliable, like reliable, right? Nothing bad in Philly. He was reliable. So I think Flyers are just trying to switch it up and get a bigger, like a, that physical aspect to their game that their decor was missing. Um, for a while so uh, moving on we go see the we see the wings and the hurricanes eric oh, yeah. um the, the wings commit highway robbery picking alex nedel jokovic nedel jokovic nedel j kovic a aaron and jonathan bernier goes the other way for the hurricanes he's a ufa jonathan bernier and a 2021st third rounder so this was weird this is really puzzling so eric. weird <laughs> um even Steve Yardsman pretty much sat out and said, like, listen, you pretty much have to ask him what the hell they were thinking doing it. Yeah. Smoking that, you know, stay off the weed, Eric. That ganja shit. Someone was smoke someone was laying up in Carolina oh, because yeah. um, it, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, I'm still trying to understand what Carolina like you can't be you can't be like, oh, it's a salary, like there's no salary dump here. No there's salary. Like, there's no oh Jonathan Bernie's like Jonathan Bernie's like 32 now. Like, but Listen, I, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Alex Najelkovic. I think that's it. I think I said it right there. I think you All did. Right. Anyway, Najelkovic. I'm going with that. That's on Nadell. Isn't it Nadell? Nadelkovic. Anyway. Yeah. Nadelkovic. Just go on. Was coming off a uh, Calder year, yeah. right? He was up for the Calder, rookie Calder of the finalist. year. Yeah. Uh, played really good uh, in Carolina. Actually got a few starts in the playoffs for them, too. Yeah, nine starts. Did he start? He started every game, right? Did he? Nine. Yeah, I think that's every game. Or did uh, what's his face start at all? Peter Mrazek, maybe I forget. But I saw he played nine games in the playoffs. So yeah, and the Wings pick him up for basically nothing, and they sign him to a two-year, three million dollar deal. So I, I have no clue. Obviously, the Hurricanes didn't want to pay 
Nedeljkovic, the free agent. He was million, RFA. But that's what I'm saying. It's three million. million. It's a modest contract. You couldn't pay him to a three. A modest contract. You couldn't afford that. Are you kidding me? He's got a 932 goal. Th- th- goal this this like, makes no sense. There's nothing wrong with having too many good goaltenders on your on your uh, roster. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know why they couldn't keep Nedeljkovic. Uh, they'd have Ber- Bernier's a UFA. Not sorry, not Bernier. Yeah, Mrazek, Reimer. You could have Nedeljkovic and worked around. Um, the three of them. You could have done it. Don't know what the Hurricanes are thinking. Obviously, they want to clear some cap space. Jonathan Bernie is a UFA, so they're not going to re-sign him. They're just going to keep Reimer and Peter Mrazek together like they did in 2019, 2020. Yeah, 2020. And they get, I don't know. Weird, man. Very, very weird. Because yeah. they drafted this guy in 2014 with a, with like a 30-something pick, okay? Yeah. So, okay, which is pretty high for a goalie. Goalies around 20, it takes like they're around 24, 25 when they, they're in their like mm-hmm. when they start playing. Yeah, perfect. He's 25, right? He has a really good season, and then you trade him for what a third round pick? Like, third it doesn't pick, basically does it make sense? And it's not a money issue. Like, th- you can sign this guy to three million. You have I mean, three yeah, million, yeah. of course. It's a modest deal. I mean, that's a great deal for for the like, Iserman and the Red Wings. Peter Mrazek's already 29. Like, I don't know what, like, if I don't know if Peter Mrazek, he's already like. He's not gonna get better than this. Like that's no. Peter Mrazek's like a that's good Peter average goalie. Like Carolina's a good team, and Peter Mrazek's good enough to win them games. Yeah. But this guy was a young, promising goalie that could have been the future of your, of mm-hmm. you know your goalies uh, duo tandem for, for I don't know, ten years or something like that. Whatever. I don't know. It's a very strange deal. Yeah. The wings, that's going to be Nadelkovich now. This is going to speed up the Everlong. Whoa. Whoa. It's not that long. Five, it's, five, it's, five six years. Come on. You know, whatever. Blashill's still the coach, so that's how long it's been. <laughs> if that guy's still the coach yeah. of Detroit, I mean, nothing wrong with Joe Blashill. I just, I love how they keep resigning him. I always think, I like, know, eventually they might move on from him. But they're like, sign him again, sign him again. <laughs> Just run him through the garden. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, because this guy won one time in the, he won in the AHL once with the Grand Rapid, Grand, Grand, Grand Rapid, yeah, Grand Rapid Griffins. Won once. And that's the only thing they hold on to. Every time I hear an argument, it's like, oh, he won before. This guy won know. once. Maybe it's the players that like him. Like, we'll see. I mean, Detroit's not competitive. And I think the, the management expect that. So nothing. No, yeah, but they're that, not going to blame it on them. Every year. Yeah. It's excuse every year. Or our team sucks, but well, it's yeah. fair though. It's fair. But now the team is, it's except this, this goalie trade that they just swung yep. has f- fastly six, um, um, what accelerated. Am I accelerated. Thank you. Accelerated their rebuild process by a lot, yep. by a lot. So, um, I'm excited for the Detroit. Wings, I like, thought Detroit would, um, I don't know how much cap they had, but I thought they'd be like the Coyotes. I see them a little. I thought they'd take oh, yeah. advantage a lot of um, we, we, with we their cap with space. Nick, we did that with Nick Letty. Letty but I, I, I thought there'd be a lot more because I feel like they have a lot of cap space, Detroit. Oh, we have uh, so much. That's what I'm saying. So I figured they they were going to take more advantage. Anyway, whatever. they got. I like the trade. They got uh, they got a really good uh, goaltender goal in the end. So Stevie Eisman clearly is insane as a general manager in the NHL. I mean, uh, he's proven it. Uh, moving on, we go uh, some minor deals here. I just put the Jets and the Capitals. They get Brendan Dillon, uh, for, and the Caps get two second-round picks, 2022-2023. Dillon has three years left on his $3.9 million deal. 
Uh, this is a good move, I'd say, for the yeah. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they add some physicality to their decor. It makes them automatically, their decor is looking much better than it did last year now with Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt, um, we'll just add, yeah, Nate Schmidt got traded too, but with the Canucks, they get a third rounder, the Canucks, which this is kind of crazy. Like Nate Schmidt, let's talk about Dylan first. Dylan, you know, his numbers have been great. Washington, he, he was great. Um, I still, you know, he's going to be playing top four minutes in Winnipeg. So, um, this was a much needed deal by the Jets. 3.9 million, not a big bargain for a defenseman. This is the big bargain was picking up Nate Schmidt, who has four years left, nearly $6 million, 5.95. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some salary retained or something, but I feel like that's a hefty contract to pick up, uh, especially for the, for the Jets. Four years, $5.95 million. I don't know. Nate Schmidt has been a 40-point player before. You know, he, he can move the puck. He can skate well. But I feel like Winnipeg has a lot of those players already. I thought they would pick up, I don't know. He's a physical guy, I guess, Nate Schmidt, yeah. you know? I just figure they get someone else. 5.95, I don't know. I don't like it, I feel like. I, I'm getting uh-huh. the sense where I don't like it. No, not really. That seems like a bit much for a guy like Nate Schmidt. Nearly $6 million. Is it like last year Vancouver sucked. He was yeah. great in Vegas. I won't I won't lie. Great in Vegas. Went to Vancouver and I expected him to suck there and he sucked there. So we'll see. Hopefully it wasn't an environment thing and a team success yeah. thing where he was on Vegas and you know he, the team was thriving that inaugural year and you know he was just having a good season because in Vancouver he was crap. Crap. Yeah, he was like bad. when I was watching Montreal play that Montreal was just bullying up on him in the corners and stuff. So hopefully Kevin Shavadayoff or whatever that freaking guy's last name knows what he's doing because 5.95, that's a lot, in my opinion, for Nature Man. I don't know. Fair. That's what, uh, that's what I think. And Vegas Blackhawks swap Marc-Andre Fleury. Fleury might freaking oh retire. This guy might freaking retire. been getting dogged. First of all, gets yeah, gets dogged when they pick up Leonard. Yeah. Everyone thought this guy was going to be the backup. D- drops in fantasy like crazy. Someone yeah. drafts him, and he's instantly the best goalie in the league. Yeah, whatever. And then um, they don't tell Flurry yeah. that they're going to trade him. He has to find out through Twitter that he was traded to the Blackhawks, and then goes immediately and says, "I'm not playing for Chicago. I have no interest. I'm. I have no interest in leaving Vegas. So figure it out." Anyway, he probably has to figure it out because yeah. um, I don't know. Who knows? This guy might retire from hockey. But who's the guy they traded him for? Like uh, ECHL. You want to listen? You I put I did every trade on this paper. Put all the players. Put deals. Put their age. Yeah. When it came to that trade, I put a question mark for <laughs> Vegas because I have no freaking clue who that guy is. Yeah. And I I was like, this means nothing. This was just yeah. a cap dump. So oh, these yeah. players aren't important. So I don't even have to mention their name. Uh, it's like the, I feel like it's that guy in the NBA draft who gets pick last because yeah. nobody mentions it yeah name. literally uh that's how i see it i mean it was a cap dunk those players will never play for vegas probably um dress up for them so yeah who knows what's gonna happen with mark andre Fleury? If, if if this is the way it's gonna you know if this is the way his career ends it's a tough way to, to, to watch hall it fame go. career hall of fame career for sure first ballot yeah um but like, he's 36. He, he still way. has. He's still good though. Like, oh, he came oh. off one of his best seasons ever at yeah. 35. Did, did he not win? Yeah, he won the Vesna this yeah, season. Didn't he also not come? Am I like? Did he not come off a career uh, season? Some of his yeah, numbers. No, ridiculous season. Yeah. 
I mean, I think he's going to be, you can still definitely play in the NHL. And I think teams will know that. I just, made, he literally made one mistake. Just one yeah, mistake. <laughs> but no, I, no, 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 no. They, I knew they were going to trade him. Right away. This guy is seven. They were not going to keep him for another year at $7 million. That's freeze up cap for um, Vegas. But man, Fleury does have no interest in moving to another city. He says no interest. So what's going to happen now? It's just, I don't know. Maybe I think. Go back, go back to Pittsburgh. They need him. I don't know. Maybe we trade Carey and his contract away and then pull in Flurry, make Blackhawks retain salary. Actually, we'd make him retain all the salary. <laughs> no. Um, comes to Chicago. Or no, comes to Montreal. And As a backup. We, and we take on his whole contract, but Chicago gives us like a first rounder. I don't know. What happens if a player retires? Their contract goes away, right? They don't eat it. It doesn't eat up on their cap. No, no, no. You have to do. Uh, I know you pay them. I, I forgot what it is, but it's, it. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I think you still have to pay. Yeah. I don't think it, it's on the cap, Whatever. but you still have to pay him something like that. Anyway, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. It's so tough. So sad. So dirty. So shame like. Anyway. That's all, that's really what I had. That's all my trades. Okay, are we ta- are we gonna talk about uh, Philip Deneau? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We can talk about Armia resigned. Yeah, with Armia Montreal resigned. four years. Didn't think it was gonna be that long. Four year deal, three point four million. So you know a little bit more than I projected that he gets signed, but you know it's free agency at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, Armia only had seven goals, seven assists, and whatever games he played this season. Montreal obviously didn't produce during the regular season. Was great in the playoffs. He could prove he proved in the playoffs what kind of player he could be. Yeah. You know, but Armia, you know, is very inconsistent. Uh, as we know, he's very up and down. Some nights he'll be great, just ch- how he checks, how he plays uh, defensively, um, his takeaways, and then other nights he's just um, totally anonymous out there, just totally like cl- clueless. Um, you don't me- uh, see him. You don't notice him much. But uh, now with Shea Weber, maybe never returning to the ice. Yeah. Uh, because he has his foot injuries now, who have, have been troubling him in his in Montreal. He is on IR. He's not playing next season. And Mark Bergeron said he, he expects him to uh, never play again, most likely. So that's going to be a lot of money off the books for us. Uh, Carey Price stays still. So, no, still 10.5 million. We have to uh, yeah. fucking pay. But Armia, now 3.4. We still have Cock and Yemi to pay and Arturi Lekkinen. So we they'll, they'll all get resigned now with the cap. We have fifteen million Wait, in Deneau cap too? space. No, Dano. Yeah, listen, is he, is he he's gone already? No, Phil Dano. Apparently, I'm getting reports that Montreal and Phil might not happen, and Phil Dano's looking for like a six year deal, five and a half million, whatever. You know, cahoots to the GM who wants to go and overpay for Phil Dano. Go ahead, because um, his best fit, in my opinion, is playing for the Montreal Canadiens. There is no way a team is going to sign Phil Deneau to be a top center. Not with those offensive numbers. Well, I'm hearing he's going to Vegas. That's not what I'm hearing. Vegas? According to George Larac. Wait, what? what? According to George Larac, former Montreal Canadian center, Philip Deneau will be signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going according Where'd to Where'd you George see that? Um, is this like on Twitter? No, on, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I, I think it's no, accurate, though. Are you? If he signs with... No, no, no. Vegas is another... That's like the... Yeah. 
Vegas could work because he could play with Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, and that would be great. But whatever, George, <laughs> never heard of that. Okay, George yeah. Lorac, that's crazy. That's like the first thing I've ever heard to come out of George Lorac's mouth when it comes to hockey insider. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe he called him up or something. Ooh. Bro, I have to get more reliable news like this This hockey news. Because you're on Instagram, IG, yeah. man. Yeah. Listen, you got to go You gotta go to Twitter. You got to go look for the blue checks on Twitter. Yeah. But um, Phil Deneau, I don't know. You want to sign him to be your first line center? Not many teams in the league can uh, sign him to be your first line center. Vegas, maybe. Montreal, it seems like, is his best fit. But listen, yeah. I'm not going to overpay. And Mark Bergeron knows he's not going to overpay for Phil Deneau. And if Phil Deneau doesn't want low term and he wants more term, I'm not going to overpay for him. And if that's the way the relationship ends, that's the way Montreal will pick up or try and, you know, sign a center who does the exact same thing as Phil exactly. Deneau. Well, yo, I don't want to cut you off here, but I feel like we missed one of the biggest trades that happened. The Seth Jones trade. We didn't even talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Seth it's Jones. Pretty big, um, it's pretty... Yeah. Seth Jones is overpayment. Yeah, well, I, I didn't write it down, but it was Seth Jones and Columbus. Columbus gets Adam Bockwiss, a young, yeah. promising prospect. Yeah. Chicago gets Seth Jones. Who else? It's Bockwiss, first rounder. Um, well, I forget. But anyway, and then Chicago Yo, 9.5. decided to sign him for seven years. It's $9.5 million. Yeah. He's now like the third highest paid defenseman at his position. That's insane. 9.5. That's not going to make Chicago better. You think that trade makes you better? You trade Adam Bachbiz, a young promising, like, what was going on? Chicago wasn't trending up. You guys weren't trending up. It's fine. Jonathan Taze is going to come back, whatever. It doesn't make your team better with Seth Jones. But don't forget, Seth Jones is one of the, like, to me, he's still one of the best defensemen in the league. He's so reliable. Like, he's so good. Yeah, but even the trade was an overpaying. I'm going to train Adam Bachbiz ever for Seth Jones. Like, Bockfuss is promising, man. He's a promising de- uh, defenseman. Yeah. A skilled, silky, smooth defenseman. But I don't It was him and, and a first rounder, right? That's basically two first rounders. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. And then they signed him to a $9.5 million deal. Bit of an overpayment for Seth Jones. Um, this, could, this, could be, uh, this could be good for a lot of D men. This could be good for Dougie Hamilton. We'll see. Uh, Seth Jones, obviously, he, he, I don't know. I don't get it. Nine and a half million, man. Yeah, so it was Seth Jones and a first-round pick and a six-round pick to Chicago for Adam Buckvist, a first-round pick this year, a second-round pick this year, and a first-round pick next year. Wait, so uh, Chicago got a first-round pick? Uh, yeah, one first-round pick. What year? This year. And the uh, first-round pick for Columbus is this year, too? Yeah. So and they just swap. They have two, yeah. Wait, they got two first round picks from that deal? Yeah, two first round pick, Adam Bockvis, and a second round pick. Oh, they, they got Adam Bockvis and two first round picks, uh, Columbus? Yeah. Oh, really? So they swap their picks in this year's draft. Who had a higher pick, Chicago? No. Columbus? I forget. Who had the higher pick? Remember. But like, but still, nine and a half is definitely an overpayment. Like that doesn't make Chicago better whatsoever. And we even talked about like defensemen. Like, okay, uh, um, OEL, he looks so good. They signed the deal, but like, I, I know Seth Jones is not that age yet, but still, like, nine point five for a defenseman. It you, I don't, I don't I've never seen. And a you defenseman. still have Kane and freaking Taze on book on the yeah, books. Yeah, and they have, have and they're aging too. Like now you're like, stuck in that cap situation again. 
Sure. It's tough, but uh, don't, don't forget Jones, 26 years old. He, he, to me, he's like a he's like a fifty point defenseman, very very solid defenseman, uh, minute eater. Like, so, I mean, he better freaking play next. He better play really well next year. Like, really, he better return to his like 2017, 2018 Columbus. Um, you know, he better return to that player he once was because the Columbus player from last year and the year before that numbers weren't really good. Um, defensively, offensively, last year they weren't really good, and a lot there's a lot of players this year who have struggled, who were good, yeah. and um, who who have struggled like OEL and um, many others. And uh, so we'll see. But I can't see this contract really going well because nope. Seth Jones, he, he had a bit of an off, like not an off, like oh, yeah, he had an okay season. season. Oh, he was terrible. St- uh, if you look at stats, why do you want to talk yeah, about stats? Yeah. Defensively, he was terrible yeah. last year. But but exactly. And what you signed him at nine point five? He's twenty six. If you look at Drew Doughty when he signed, like all these Eric Carlson, they are ne- they they never been worse. Like they just got worse. Like every time you sign these uh, these defensemen to these huge contracts, for some reason they just get worse. Like like there's not really. Yeah. If you look at it, like all the the best defensemen in the league that you sign them a big contract, like they haven't, like, they don't really perform to that contract. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean well, yeah, because it makes sense, though. These guys are getting locked up old. There's going to only be a select few years where they're going to play like their contract tells them, right? At the end and of the especially, day, yeah. you're trying, like Petrangelo has $9 million. He's like 30-something. It's eight, seven-year deal. Eventually, that's going to look bad. Oh, he's going to look much yeah. older. Uh, we'll see, though. Uh, but, yeah, no. that Yeah, that tend to, tends to happen. Defensemen, when they're like they're thirty, they hit the open market. They try and lock up their last deal, seven years, and they get big money. And yeah, they make it till they're thirty-seven, whatever. That's just how the game works, you know. That's how it works. They have leverage at the end of the day for oh, you. Yeah. But nine and a half, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And you traded a lot to get him. Like I have, I don't believe at all this makes them better. No. Yeah. Columbus no. definitely won this trade. Columbus for sure. Oh my god, Adam Bockfist is yeah, he's so gross good. Too, yeah, so good. Such and, a good uh, puck moving defense. I would never have traded him if I was Chicago. Never, not even for frick. Not let alone Seth Jones. It's not like I'm getting Victor Hedman in return. Adam Bockfist is good. Like he's good. And this this deal, I don't think for a second Seth Jones is going to perform to nine and a half million dollars. Out of seven years, how much do you? How many years of, the, of that contract do you think Seth Jones is going to outperform or play yeah. to his deal? Like, probably like yeah, probably like four. Yeah. There's going to be so about, many different. Like, like, yeah. if, you, if you want to nitpick, which is bad, there's going to be a lot of players out there in the next few years that are going to make less money than Seth Jones. I'll play. Yeah, hundred percent. And that happens a lot, right? You can nitpick but, and and see, but. But look, these defensemen are gonna be asking for so much money now. If they look at Seth Jones, you know, they'll show their yeah, numbers. They'll be yeah. like, Jeff Petrie will be like, "Yo, what the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, but Jeff Petrie, that's why you locked him up. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Petrie was on the open market. Oh my god! If Jeff Petrie hit, hit unrestricted free agency right now at this season, if he hit, he was a UFA, oh he'd make god. like eight million dollars. Easy. Yeah. I mean, the guy's consistently putting up. 40-something points a season consistently. And he's great defensively, yeah. underlining numbers too. Yeah, this started maybe like, because Seth Jones, I remember the, when the Ryan Johansson trade happened. Seth, yeah. Seth Jones, he just got drafted. Promising, and then yeah. he got traded for Ryan Johansson. If, if I, if he you didn't just get drafted. Didn't just get drafted. I'm pretty sure he played it. He played in Nashville. 
Jones? Maybe like one. Okay, no, maybe, maybe not, not just yet, but he was super young. I remember like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How old he's? 26? Oh, wait, oh, oh, yo, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, he played three seasons in Nashville. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I remember he was super young Still. and he got traded. And then, like, uh, at the time, Ryan Johansson was like the older Popping guy. Popping off in Columbus. Yeah. And now Ryan Johansson's. But it was, if you think about it, it was a pretty fair trade. At time. Yeah, one for one. Yeah. But only so, time could tell. Um, yeah. Nine and a half, though. That's too much. That's too yeah. That's exaggerated. Anyway, we'll see. I, I really doubt the Hawks, you know, it's going to make them competitive. I don't think it's going to change anything from the team. I think they're still going to be the same team uh, unless Seth Jones takes another step that I've never seen before. But uh, I'll put my money that he doesn't. Anyway, uh, the trades will most likely continue, Eric, uh, throughout the week. We'll see uh, other big trades. Uh, hopefully a Jack Eichel trade coming soon that we can really talk about. Uh, and more signings and then the free agency will come eric free agents will get picked up hopefully montreal uses that money to their advantage gets a top 4d we'll see um we'll see what happens in a full week's time in the nhl world and nba and then who knows what's going on i think that's basically the off season we'll talk about the off seasons a lot of off season so uh, thanks for listening to the shim zang show it has been episode 30 Next week will be episode 31. Like I said, we'll probably still be talking shell. Uh, deals will be made, blah, 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 like I said. So uh, thanks again for listening. If you're listening on Spotify or watching on the YouTube channel. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode next week. All right. Peace. Ciao. Peace see out. See you next time.